Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast, where we talk about how to experience gospel freedom. Romans 6-7 says, For one who has died has been set free from sin. On today's broadcast, Mike Cleveland, founder of Setting Captives Free, shares how you can experience the freedom purchased for us by Jesus Christ at the cross. Okay, hello everyone. My name is Mike Cleveland, and I am with a dear brother and a friend, and his name is Mark, and I'm actually in Guam with my job, and Mark is back on the West Coast, I believe. Is that right, Mark? Are you on the West Coast? Yes, I'm, I'm in Oregon. Okay, excellent. Well, it's so glad to talk with you, and I've, I've known of you and known your story for, uh, for quite some time, and it has just really impacted my own heart. Uh, Mark, to see what you've been through and all the things that you've gone through. And I just want to thank you for taking your time to come and be with me today. So thank you very much. I'm looking forward to talking with you. Oh, it's it's a wonderful blessing to be here. Thank you for all that you've done, Mike, and, and how you've affected my life. It's been just quite the uh, huge change. Ever since I've come to setting captives free, my life has taken a big turn, and uh, uh, you've been such a blessing. And in reading your story, reading through your documents, starting back like 20 years ago, I think. I, and I, wow, and that's I, a long time. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it was uh, the first version that I was reading about of setting captives free, and then the documents afterwards, and. And that second set of documents really uh, changed the way I looked at things in a, in a huge way. I mean, it, it wasn't about, you know, burning, getting rid of things anymore as much as trusting uh, right. Jesus and going to the cross and just trusting with yeah, everything. Different. Not, not just the, the pornography, but all, all things. The worries appear. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, that's great. I'm but glad you, you've been it's huge. Of, you know, you your your program and the people in it, or the the courses have been a major well, effect on my life. Great to hear. I'm glad to hear that, Mark. And I'm looking forward to hearing you uh, share more of that as we go along. We've decided okay. together ahead of time to look into God's Word as we talk. Uh, and sort of to help us frame, you know, frame the discussion that we'll have here. And so we have agreed to look together in Colossians 1, and starting with verses 21, we'll go to verse 23, or however far we get. Uh, but let's just look at this together, and we can interact around the truth. So verse 21 says, Once you were alienated from God, and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. Um, Mark, that is a true description of my past, of who I was, alienated from God, uh, in the areas of pornography. It says because of your evil behavior. So it was, for me, sexual impurity. I also was involved in things like drunkenness, and, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, just gratifying my flesh in food and and just so many areas where uh, I was just living for the flesh. Um, 
Mark, if you would just take a minute, what, what was your life like? I know you mm-hmm. would identify with this verse as well, um, but in what ways and how? Just share with our listeners in what ways you felt like you were alienated from God and an enemy in your mind because you were evil being. I, I... I think as a child, I I was uh, before um, I became baptized uh, at the age of thirteen. I was just uh, I don't know if I was in a rebellion at that point. I think it's because of what I was exposed to and the the, the behavior of the people around me a lot. Because the, the pornography was an accepted thing. I mean, stacks of pornography in people's homes that I would go into and my family um, saw it as just a, a, a normal thing, uh, you know, a part of the, the, um, the era we lived in. I've heard them say that that's just what everybody did and it's the way it was. And at a five-year-old, I don't know, somehow in my mind at five, I probably just, uh, I, I don't know, I maybe saw it as a way to, to be like the adults around me. Uh, but it, then it became a, a thing that, that overtook me. It wasn't just um, uh, innocent, like it's been portrayed. I mean, it actually ran my life. Uh, I know that when I, after I went through the baptism at 13, I went into a full-fledged rebellion, um, and I, I mystified. I think God did that personally in my personal thoughts, is I wanted to be close to the Lord, but I think he had other plans for me. Um, and I did. I rebelled uh, against everything, and, and pornography, alcohol, uh, other drugs, uh, sexual impurity, and was uh, things that I I went into. And then, of course, I got into some, um, I started to try to fit on the brakes at, at, in my late teens, early 20s. And I got involved in 12-step programs. And that led to various different religions. I, I attempted to, to turn back at that point, but I was so deep into the things I was involved in, uh, occult, uh, uh, pornography, uh, sexual, and sexual impurity thing was, uh, a huge part of my life. I mean, it, and, um, you know, I can remember taking vows to stop, uh, uh, taking my collection of pornography and throwing it in, in like the woods in a garbage bag, burying it, uh, throwing it in, uh, um, down, um, 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 in sewer grates. I would like, you know, go through these periods where I would throw it away and think I was okay again. And, and then of course I just went right back to it. And, uh, so you, you, actually, you, you knew then at this point, so you're talking about like in your early teens, but you knew at this point that what you were doing was wrong I assume you had yeah. some concept of God, you were baptized, um, but a, a, as you 
knew it was wrong, you tried things that were not helpful. You went to 12-step programs and you you actually went to other religions. I was so amazed to hear that. But um, tell me yeah. a little bit about that. What What is it that you were looking for? Were you you trying to find something to fill your life or maybe just explain that a little bit? Well, I, I think I was trying to heal myself because I saw myself as sick, even back then as very ill person. And, um, uh, I, I mean, some of the first things I read, it's, it was like using the mind that was in rebellion to try to, to cure the problem. And the mind that I was using to try to cure the problem was full of evil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I right. mean, it wanted what it wanted when it wanted it. It was totally, uh, not what I needed, but I, I that's what I was using over and over again. I mean, like, 12-step programs, things like that, that are mental exercises, vows. Right, Those, exactly. Uh, I, you, I was even, I was in, in my teens, I went into sweat lodges with Native Americans, praying for healing. And, uh, that was like the first other religion I was involved in, it was Native American religion. And wow. Trying to go, I went through that uh and then, you know, I've shared with you that I I actually went into an Eastern religion, uh, was uh, taken in and had actually had a, a, a guru, went to India, did that whole thing, you know, the, the uh, with, and just total, I just totally was just never able to be free of Sex, pornography and sexual no, no matter how much of that stuff I did, uh, how many people I made vows to, counselors, psychiatrists, uh, nothing was worked. Nothing worked. Wow. Uh, so when I came to Setting Cat Free uh, and to, went through the, the boot camp for the first time in my life, uh, I went through uh, more than like three or four days without look viewing pornography and self-gratification for the first time ever. I mean, something was changing when I started going to Jesus and the cross sincerely and seeing him and understanding what he is. And, and uh, Well, that is exactly so, what the next verse says if, as we're looking together here at the scripture. So you've described verse 21 really well and, um, Wow, Mark, as I reflect on all the things that you did, um, all the religions you tried, the vows you made, the psychiatrists, psychologists, and all that, you summarized it by saying, this was my sick mind, my evil mind, trying to fix my evil mind. <laughs> and that, yeah. that, does not, uh, that doesn't work. But as we come to verse 22, we see the solution to this, don't we? Do you, do you have your Bible? Do you want to read verse 22 there? Yes, it's um, uh, in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Yeah. And yeah. As you, 
think about that. Think about the the reconciliation that happened at the cross, and and it specifically draws our attention to his physical body through death. You know, and and Mark, this is where um, I came to understand that my old self was put into the body of Jesus. My impure, selfish, fleshly self died with Christ. And that's how this reconciliation happened. Has that thought come to you as well? As, uh, how would you explain the power of the cross as far as what it has done in your life? It, it, I, the, I think the, the, the best way I can describe it for myself, what I see is that, like you said, my flesh has died with his, and I experienced truly feeling him suffering, um, the horror for an innocent, um, in, in, indescribable uh, agony that somebody would have gone through uh, that was 100%, you know, perfectly innocent. Um, and but it, it, I the part about dying with him and feeling the uh, the truth of that and thinking feeling and thinking it together uh, that uh, it, it it really happened. I mean, he took that from me and buried it with him. He, it was buried with him. All of that. Amen. And, uh, Amen. That's exactly right. What what happened to your life? Because here you are, you know, turning to other religions, doing all these things. And it, it amazes me every time I think about you, Mark, to, to think about all these different paths you took and everything. And nothing else worked. But then you were exposed to the teaching about the cross of Christ. And what, what did it do for you, brother? Just tell me how it has affected you. What changes has it made? Uh, the, the, I guess the biggest change is in my marriage. Uh, I think there's trust there that was, was never there, even before. Uh, uh, I think that the, the pornography and the sexual impurity contaminated everything um my job my my family like everybody i came in contact with i think i was carrying i was like this, this disease walking around like a leper that was con contagious and i don't think i could see it but i think it affected everything mm -hmm. everything i did was was contaminated uh and, and, and my soul of course was contaminated with it because um, I, I have come to really believe that God hates sexual impurity. I think he really does not like it at all. It's, it's any kind of slavery, any kind of idolatry, I think it's very uh, uh, anti-Jesus, anti-God. And uh, I think that uh, 
we suffer the consequences. And I don't think I always saw what it was doing. I had, I actually had friends tell me, hey, you need to stop doing that because it's going to run your life. Well, my life was already run at that point. And it didn't really do me any good to hear it from other people either. But, uh, uh, you know, I, the, the thing is, is the people that were telling me that I needed to stop doing this stuff we're actually doing the same thing. So it's like the <laughs> blind leading the blind. I mean, you, yeah. you know, it would, with Jesus who uh, would probably, uh, I don't think he could come anywhere close to stuff like that. I think he would be like a million miles away from sexual impurity. Uh, in, personally, I think but I do believe he, he comes here where we are in this filth and, and drags us out of it and brings us back to himself. himself. Yes. Um, and it's, like, it's in his time. I mean, I'm, I'm almost 60 years old, and I, I went through this for how many years? Uh, at least 50 or more years. Mm. Uh, doing it my way, other people's ways, and everything except the one thing um, that, and I, it's really interesting. I had a friend about the time that I went into full rebellion when I was 13 say, you need to come to church with me. And I, you know, I can remember him just basically begging me, come with me to church. And um, because he could see, and we were like 14 years old. And, uh, but of course I rebelled and, uh, you know, the, 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 the criminal mind that I had, uh, yeah. Yes. Disease. So, uh, so here, here you are describing yourself as having a criminal mind and I would describe myself <laughs> that way as well. And a diseased leper, uh, these are terms yeah. you you've used to describe this. Um, and so you, you now come to the cross of Christ uh, and you see the blood he shed. You see the reconciliation that happened as he took your place. Um, and, and what specifically did that do to you? What, what changes has that made? Well, I think it, it, it cut me deeply, uh, uh, deep into my, soul into my heart and uh, uh, I, I ask for forgiveness but I, I felt that I had hurt so many people impossible to ever reconcile that it would take a supernatural I, I was beyond human aid I mean how can you fix things like that yourself it's impossible um, to do it it, it has to come from from Jesus, the Lord. That's exactly what it, it does. It has to be supernatural, isn't it? Um, and this yeah. is where we see the power of the cross. What, As you look at this verse here, Mike, it, uh, Mark, it says that he reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death. Um, what... Can you remember maybe the first time that you really saw this reconciliation? You looked at the cross, you saw um, Jesus dying in your place, loving you unto death and back. And can you maybe 
describe the uh, the effect that had on you? Um, I it was when I was working through the boot camp with with my mentor Alex. Um, I, I can't remember the exact point, the date, or but I remember that. Um, there came a a point where I realized that I I couldn't go anywhere near sexual impurity anymore. I I think, um, I I don't know what I'm trying to say here, that that it's impossible now um, for me to to, uh, uh, ever go back. And I think that's because of of Jesus because of the what he's done uh, making me part of him uh, and taking on all of that from you know taking what what I should have been suffering I think he took it from me because I think uh, uh, it's like having your your a pardon I think it's a good way to, to, for me to look at it, like being pardoned for, for a crime I committed. Um, and yeah. I think that, that the, from what I've read through some of the earlier books of, of the Bible, I mean, some of the stuff I did uh, was punishable by, by death. Yes. I mean, the community used to take care of that stuff with like stonings and hangings and, uh, you know, so uh, I think uh, it's amazing. But the point, which it, I think it was during purity boot camp, it was probably about the uh, the lesson seven or eight. Mm-hmm. But what had happened was I had gone through um, a remarriage with my wife, and that's what led me to setting captives free was. Uh, the the chaplain that gave us the the, um, the the marriage ceremony actually I I was convicted during that ceremony I, I something happened because uh, she was praying about Jesus and I don't remember exactly what she said I'd have to pull she she gave me a copy of the ceremony. I wish I had it here right now, but she, something in particular about Jesus being, being the marriage, that the marriage was three and not, not two. Uh And I mean, and then I, I realized that um, what I was doing because of destructive in the, the marriage, um, sexual impurity there's no place for it and i remember her say talking about that and about the connection to god in the marriage mm-hmm. and i at that point i i was convicted it's the only word i know to to use i it, i i realized that i was uh committing the sin against my wife and uh so the, the chaplain knew about your program and, and uh, surprisingly, shockingly to myself, because I'd pretty much given up on everything at, 
uh, I did reach out to you, 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 and and the others, and uh, uh, I think it was the prayers of my mentor, the the content of those prayers, and how he was praying to the Father for me, uh, and I believe that the Holy Spirit. Uh, came and, and led me to start praying to, and going to the cross. And I think that's when, it, when things started to change and, and being accountable to and trusting yeah. the process. I, I, I'm, I, I'm sitting here listening in amazement because um, a, a self-described criminal in your mind, um, a leper yeah. one who was walking around defiling uh, yourself, and, uh, yeah, just just like me. <laughs> um, but what has happened to us now? Uh, you described it as I can't ever do that again, and of course that's actually true because you've been crucified with Christ. You have the old you, the old Mark, has died, uh, and you have yeah. raised the new life. And I like how you described it as cutting your heart, cutting you deeply to the very um, inner person, you know, when you look at the cross and you see the length that Jesus went, Mark, how far he went for you, you know, the the shame that he took on himself, um, how he became a leper, as it were, you know, he, he became one as if he were a criminal to hang on a cross uh, in your place, in my place. You know, this is powerful because it, it shows us, number one, how bad our sin really is. That someone had to go to a cross and die for it. But it doesn't leave us there feeling horrible that he did that. It shows us our complete forgiveness, uh, our complete, you know, making us right in his sight. In fact, if you look at this verse in verse 22, think about you are this now, Mark. You are holy in his sight. You're not a leper. Uh, you're holy. You, you have no blemish. What does it say? Without blemish. You don't even have a spot on you anymore. Jesus took away all your blemishes and my blemishes. And he made you free from accusation. Mark, nobody can say a thing against you. Because everything that you and I have done, Jesus took. So we can't be accused for it because he was accused for it. I mean, yeah. look at what he, what he did and what he made you. As you think about these things, holy and without blemish and free from accusation, how does that make you feel? How does that set with you? I'm very relieved. <laughs> yeah. A lot, a lot of a, the fear is gone. I was always terrified and that's gone I don't have that anymore that kind of fear um, the, yeah it makes me feel really relieved mm. yeah and uh, grateful humbled um, uh, so glad that I'm not trying to hide from him anymore and um, 
it yeah. kind of makes me think about Adam in, in the garden when God says, uh, where are you? <laughs> to Adam when he's hiding. And uh, I, man, I, I, did a, I did a lot of that. But all yeah. the time, yeah. knowing, you know, being seen, I mean, uh, everything that I was doing, I wasn't hiding a thing. Right. Not from not from the Lord. Uh, he saw all of it. So I'm very relieved that uh, that those chains have been broken. Amen. Yeah, you used words there like relieved, uh, no fear any longer, uh, removing the the terror. You know, we had terror because we we didn't want to get caught. Oh, yeah. We knew we were sinning. We knew about the wrath of God. And yet all that's been removed at the cross. Uh, Mark, there's a warning in verse 23 that applies to us, of course, as believers. All of this is true if you continue. That's what mine says. If you continue in your faith. So we have to keep believing that we've been made right with God through Jesus' death. Right? We have to continue on. We have to um, push past any thoughts of us being condemned you know we have to push them away and keep putting faith in the message that we have been uh, released from our chains we've been like you said the chains were broken uh, and so we have to continue in our faith established and firm so we are now stabilized mark and you know i'm listening to you and i hear you describe your past um, and I, I can't even hardly believe it because you sound like a man in your right mind, uh, clothed in the righteousness of Christ, um, and just firmly established in the gospel. Uh, isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. as, as you think about the changes that have happened to you, uh, can you hardly believe it? I, yeah, I can't. Um, it's kind of like somebody that uh, is trying to be employed that has like 50 jobs on their resume <laughs> and how the boss looks at you when you're trying to say, well, I, I'm stable. <laughs> That's the way it was before I'm saying. And now it's like, uh, I got one job on the resume and that's to go to Jesus every day in the cross. And that's where my sanity comes from. And I think the word sanity means clean. And uh, he's cleaning, cleaning up my act. Wow. And, you know, <laughs> I love that. This sanity <laughs> has returned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your sanity has returned. You've been cleansed yeah. and washed by the yeah. blood of Jesus. Um, it's so powerful. You know, I, I wonder if our listeners are, uh, are getting the full impact. The man who was in bondage, uh, describing himself as a leper, having gone clear to India, following gurus, trying to make yourself clean, trying to make yourself sane, um, and not finding any success. The chains, I assume, growing tighter. And then all of a sudden, or over a period of time, you began to see the cross and the the Holy Spirit began, began taking you to the cross and saying, look up, Mark. Look what I've done for you. Look how far I've gone for you. Uh, look, look at the sin. It's not on you anymore. The sin's not on you. It's on my son. Um, and, and how that 
has made you sane. I love your description. You used to have 50 jobs oh, and trying to trying to claim your sanity, you know, <laughs> I'm stable. Yeah. Um, but now you have one job. Uh, that's a great way to put it. Um, Marcus, as we bring this to a close, uh, there are people listening who are right now where you were. Uh, they are uh, just struggling. Maybe they feel like they're diseased. Maybe they feel like they are sick. They cannot get well. Um, maybe they've gone to this program and that program and 12-step groups and psychiatry. They cannot, they cannot overcome this. Um, can you speak to them for a minute? And what hope would you give them as you think about the gospel of Jesus Christ? I, I would invite them to come and, and take the, the boot camps. The, the different ones. I, I don't know what they you might be looking for, but they're, they all lead to the same place, which is the cross in Jesus, because that's where I found my freedom um, and uh, would highly recommend the course, the courses, uh, the boot camp in particular, and the follow-up and getting a mentor and working with them. Um, but in particular, uh, uh, going to the cross and Jesus uh, is is the answer. I mean, he did say, "I am the the way, the truth, and the life," and I, he really meant it. None come to the Father but by me, and that's who's drawing us back to Himself, and uh, we have to go through Jesus to do it. And that's what the boot camp leads us to. Well, that is a powerful testimony. It's powerful encouragement for those who are yet wandering in the wilderness with chains on and feeling like there's no hope for them. Uh, you just told them that there is one way, the only way, which is to come to God by Jesus Christ. The cross is your freedom. Uh, and so hear it from Mark, uh, reflect on the power that he's experienced. You know, Mark, it takes power, doesn't it, to overcome uh, our past, our previous self. It takes spiritual power. And we don't yeah. have power in ourselves, but you've described no. it really well today. And I don't think people can escape the change that has happened to you and, and to me. So I thank you so much, Mark, for coming on and sharing and uh, it has been a good time with you today, and uh, I know others will benefit from it as well. well thank you for having me, and, and God bless everybody. And may the Lord Jesus bless all of us that are suffering. Um, and I pray for the freedom for, uh, for anybody listening. You come to Jesus and let him take this from you, because it is the only thing that has worked for me. Amen to that. That is powerful. Thank you, Mark, and we'll talk with you soon. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.